Welcome back to the Evolution Pod Club. I'm your host, Jackie Seiden, joined by my friend and mentor, Gary Temple Bodley, who channels Joshua. Thank you again for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I love being here. We love having you, which is why we have you here all the time. Awesome. Well, I have a little bit of a cold, so if I hack and sneeze and cough and whine and wheeze, that's what that's from. We just hope okay. you feel better and we're glad you're on the up. I'm feeling pretty good. You sound good. Also, I was cold the last two weeks, so all my podcasts sounded like this. So everybody's, everybody's in the same zone. Yeah. All right. So I have this question that I've been trying to ask you and for some reason haven't been able to get through, which is great. So I'm going to ask you here. It's about fear and it's about what we have always said is past lives fear. So here's the thing. I was listening to Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium on my friend, Katie Lowe's podcast, you know, Katie, Katie's one of my best friends. She's been here with us on the evolution pod club. And Teresa was talking about, I don't remember exactly. I think it was an irrational fear of water, let's say. And then she did past life regression and discovered as a little boy, maybe she drowned in a boat. I'm not sure, but some uncovering of a fear in a past life. Then same day, listening to a podcast from Esther Hicks. Sure. We all love an Esther Hicks podcast. And she was talking about how it's impossible to have fear from a past life, because when you transition to the non-physical, you lose all fear and you certainly cannot bring any fear with you. Otherwise the physical reality would just have no purpose. So in order to bring a fear from a past life would be impossible. However, the second you become a physical being cells in your mother's womb, you are already absorbing the vibrations and the fears of, let's say your mother and everyone around her. And you and I have talked about the grandfather mouse that sniffed the certain scent. And every time he did, he was shocked and even uh, electroshocked. And then his grandchild mouse had the same fear, inherited that fear. So that all sorts of makes sense. And then my question was, where do you stand? And I sort of thought, or option three, is it a fear from a lifetime that's happening simultaneously or in the idea of everything is actually happening simultaneously in all the universe. And therefore there are just kinks in the matrix sort of thing where it's all sort of happening now and you're interpreting it now somehow. Wanted to open that up to you. It just sounded fascinating to me. So we have A, you have these fears that you have in this life. B, fears that you brought in with past lives and C it's all happening now. So it's all A, B and C. It's all A, B and C. Right. Okay. So is it empowering to say, I brought in a fear from a past life and that's why I have this fear of spiders, right? I've never had a problem with the spider, but somehow spiders and snakes I was afraid of, but you could think, well, in earlier versions of me, you know, living 2000 years ago, that was an issue. And so, you know, no, now I still have that. So it's either empowering or not empowering. Right. Right. So it's, so if it is empowering, then maybe it's something you could work through. For instance, yeah. we really all have the same fear of rejection, but nothing actually happens when we're rejected by anyone. You know, we don't actually face death, but maybe 300 years ago, if you're in a tribe or a village and you're outcast from that village, you certainly would face death. So we have these really strong irrational fears in our lives now 
and we don't really know where they come from. So, so Joshua says that whether it came from a past life or came from this life, if it happens in a manifestation event right now, it's somehow a limiting belief that you get to work through. So this is your opportunity to work through it now. As I've been working through my surface limiting beliefs about appreciation, worthiness, you know, having other, everyone see me as you know, good and all that stuff, I've worked through so many of those things now that now it seems to be like the deeper ones, like the fear of the dark or the unknown or mm -hmm. the, uh, the fear of the supernatural, stuff like that. And I see myself, as I've worked through all these fears, I'm working through deeper fears that are in the mass consciousness because we all know that we're hooked up to the, that mass consciousness. And so I'm seeing myself as I'm processing not just fears for me, but fears for everyone as well. Yes. Correct. And future generations. And as you talked about creating new pathways of thought, I mean, it, gosh, I'm going to say it. And you know what? I'm going to say this right now, even to you of the biggest fear that keeps coming up, keeps coming up, keeps coming up right now from the most of mankind is COVID. Okay. <laughs> so, if I laugh, I'm coughing. <laughs> I like that though. You have to do it. I, you get lots of questions. I get lots of questions about the vaccine, about COVID, da, 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 COVID, COVID. So this is what I want to talk about with this, was just transitioning into here, which is, yes, it's, it's a way to process these fears, opportunity to process these fears. But the reason this came up to me is because you said you are processing now truly for all of mankind and shifting all the mass consciousness, creating thought that is now going to be more accessible for the people coming after. So what I see is the whole world was happening and then this virus happened and however it happened, whatever anyone's beliefs, that's their beliefs and that is fine. They're truths even let's say, and it's something that has actually shifted more of mankind than anything else at one time. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely. So we're on this trajectory on this trajectory and then COVID hits new trajectory because we've now hit a pause button, a reset button, a lot's happening. I'm part of that, that reset button. The work I'm doing right now is a direct result of that. So we're sort of going along this trajectory or move. And now we're on this new trajectory, launching us on this path to this age of enlightenment and awakening. And now you feel it and it's really percolating and picking up momentum. Now that happened in a divinely timed moment. 2020. You know, which 20, was the year I mean, right? of, of vision and clarity. And we all went into that year going, yo, it's 2020. This is my year of clarity. Not thinking, yeah. yes, this is the year of clarity. And all our inner selves have conspired to wake us up. Right. In a so way we could have anticipated. Every human on the planet interacted with this year in some way, right? So what you did is you had, you had your dreams and goals and you were on this path. Right. 2020 comes, you can't do that anymore. You get involved in the boot camp and Ascension experience. You start thinking about what is important to you. You realize these desires that you had so strong are now meaningless, right? Totally based in lack, totally, which valuable because it got me here. It got you there. So right. what Josh has been talking about lately is, okay, man is going along having these desires and the desires propel them forward. So the only thing that matters is that you're moving forward, right? Correct. So desire moves you forward. And of course, 
you manifest something, but it never makes you feel the way you thought you'd feel. So you keep going, going, going. And that's the hamster wheel of Western society. Right. And time to give you the sense of urgency to keep it moving, keep it moving exactly. at a clip pace. Right. Yes. Then you come to realize that, oh no, all of those desires, all the things I thought I wanted was all based in lack and fear. If I have a million dollars, then I won't lack a million dollars. So the million dollars is based in lack. And anything based in lack and fear is not gonna make you feel the way you think you're gonna feel. So now you get off that idea and you say, okay, well, how would I move forward then? And then how you do move forward is through inspiration. So you take the desires, leave them alone. Like Abraham always says, you've birthed enough desires to keep you going for three or four lives, right? Those desires are already in the vortex. What you wanna do now is come to alignment and acceptance of yourself and then receive inspiration and then take some action you can take in the moment. That's it, right? Yes. And what's, what I wanna to reiterate too, and you've actually mentioned this recently, and you know, I've been doing this a, a while now and I've had a lot of change in my life, but what's happening was I started making just getting into alignment the action. I got to get into alignment. And I talk about this in the podcast a lot because that is the first step. Well, it's not the first step. It is the next step after you have had a manifestation event, you process the limiting beliefs, you know, you feel the negative emotions, but you got to get back into alignment. And I just, that was the emphasis, alignment, alignment. And I was feeling like I was caught in a limbo sort of because I wasn't acting on enough inspiration. That really Nobody is does. the next piece. If you, I had acted on enough inspiration to get my life to where it is now. And then I got used to where my life is now, started birthing new desires, which is part of the process, but then was feeling the unrest, unease. And I'm getting into alignment. And I thought, I'm not acting on enough inspiration. And so then I challenged myself to start doing that more and more immediately in five minutes, start to feel better. Right. Write that email reach out to that person, go for that walk, do whatever the thing is. And the, of course, you accelerate as much as, as fast as you want to, but the acting on the inspiration and the course, as you say, the pushing past the fear that inevitably is going to pop up, that is part and parcel of this. And it's not, I don't want to say enough because it is okay. Everyone's journey is of course, perfect. And is exactly right for where they are. But if you're looking, you're looking for that expansion in love and you're looking for that next thing and your passions and to uncover the interests and unique attributes, as you say, then you got to act on the inspiration. Yeah. So this next thing I'm going to say is what life is all about. And not just this life, but all of our lives. So imagine your first life was an amoeba. You've had all these lives, animals, plants, whatever, humans up to this life now. So this life is the culmination of everything you've desired in other lives. You have it now but you, you still see yourself from a limited perspective, right? It's just me, that's my world, we're separate from that thing, right? Mm -hmm. All this is, is coming of a, from a perception of yourself as separate from your reality to a perception of yourself is your reality is you, right. right? It's not this body, it's not this me in this body, it's this house, this town, Tracy and Isabel and all the people that are here, you, all these things, this whole thing is my reality. Can't see that yet, but this is the way I'm looking at it, right? Right. Now, when I start, this is what we're doing in the oneness course right now. So in this oneness course, it's, which I thought was crazy to have this one, 
you know, Joshua just lists down all these courses in order. I'm like, oneness, number five, that should be like number 13 or something. (laughs) And how's that going to be practical in our lives, right? But now we're seeing it really is. Mm -hmm. And and these exercises we're doing. So you come from a perception of yourself as an amoeba to your perception of yourself as the creator of it all. And that's what life is. Yeah. So where you are on that journey. It's so fun too, by the way, seeing the perception of yourself through the eyes when I say the fun house of mirrors being reflected back to you, that each relationship in your life is a different facet, a different angle of you. And so you can use each relationship to say my relationship with my mother. Okay. So in that, I can see where my fear of X comes from my relationship with my partner. I see how my fear of Y is comes from, I can see myself reflected in everyone, but like you said, in everything. Yeah in your life where it's a concrete relationship. It's not just an idea, a a foggy, hazy sort of idea. When we say your life is a reflection of your current vibration, it truly is. And you can actually look at each thing. So what's your vibration then? What's your vibration? So all the, all your vibration is the vibration is what attracts the reality that you exist in. Right. Right. All it is, is your perception of yourself Mm -hmm. in every area of your life. Yes. So when you raise your vibration, you're raising your perception of yourself more as love and less as victim. And that's your free will because you have the choice of how to perceive yourself and everything around you. And so you have that choice. And when you make that choice, you can raise your vibration or, or not. That's up to you. Okay. So imagine you live in a, you know, I was reading about this, this woman who is living in her trailer you know, she's working at this restaurant in this town in Utah that was like a sort of a tourist town. She couldn't afford to live anywhere, so she's living in a trailer. And then her friend, who is actually the director of housing for this town, also couldn't afford to live there. So she's roommates with her. And they're living in this trailer, you know, off the grid and everything. So here you are. You have a job. You live in a wonderful place because you're right by the Grand Canyon. It's beautiful nature and everything. But you're living in this trailer and so you have friends, you have a job, you have your health, you have your body, you, and you have where you live. So all that is a reflection of how you perceive yourself. Right. And that's all it is. But, but the hard thing is to say, you know, I don't perceive myself as living in this crappy place with things that are broken and this old car having this no dead end job. I want more than that. But you can't get more than that until you see yourself as deserving of it and worthy of it and creating it all anyway. Right. That's the appreciation, the gratitude for the what is, the satisfaction, the understanding that, oh, this is a reflection of me. That but how do you see it when you're acting like a victim to all of it? Well, you can't get there from there. Right. So, so how do you get there? Well, right? you get into alignment. But how do you even know what alignment is? You hear about law of attraction, you say, that's all bullshit, Right. Yeah. And so you see some people who think law of attraction is bullshit and they're living fantastic lives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're because they just don't perceive themselves as victims. They just perceive I can do anything. Right. Right. And then you see people who, who are absolutely love law of attraction and they're living in their mother's bedroom, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, that's all it is. It's the degree to which you are living as a victim. Right. Yeah. Now that's due to these limiting beliefs that you have, whether they came in from past lives or it came in from this life. See, what I've come to understand after talking to hundreds of people about this 
is that a lot of things that people are afraid of, their biggest limitations, there's nowhere to point to. Sometimes there is, a lot of times there is, but then there's like all this other stuff. That's interesting. You know, and it's like, you had this great childhood, everything worked out perfectly, you're smart, you're intelligent, you're witty, you're beautiful, and yet you can't hold a job. Or you're, and you're so in fear of doing something, you know? That's funny because so like that brings it back to the first question of past life fear or what are you bringing in with you or what are you, there's something, there's other things going on here. Doesn't it make sense that you would bring in something to work on in this life because you couldn't do it in the last life? But how do you bring it in if you cannot bring in fear? You bring in the limiting belief, not the fear itself. And that's part of the pre-birth intention. Right. And so then you create the fear, which may seem irrational to help you process whatever the next limiting belief is. Because you have to get over that limiting belief to get to your next stage of awakening. Expand. Right. right. Expansion. Yeah. Now that is interesting. <laughs> I think so. That's an and, answer. And everyone else is different. Right. So for what up? I've been doing this for eight years. And then Abraham, you know, five years before that. So really 13 years of doing this. And so I finally get to this idea that all this is is about perception. You know, so what was Joshua's first book? A perception of reality. Right. It's all right, right? there. It's right there. It's, it's right all there. right there. And the first words are there is everything is right. There is yes. no wrong anywhere in the universe. Right. Right. Anything that seems wrong is done from a limited perspective, from a higher perspective, whether it's after a bit of time or from the higher perspective of the non-physical, everything is always, always right. And I want to say, okay, first of all, the, my biggest gift from today, but I'm loving, and I know my listeners will love too, is the, what is your vibration? Is your perception of reality? That definition of vibration, right? right. Mm -hmm. But I also love, and I want to reiterate that what's great about this is and what people need to understand when you say that everything is right. That means if you're sitting in your room and you feel alone and you're watching TV and you feel inactive and you're listening to this podcast or doing something and you're beating yourself up for not doing anything and you feel like I'm, I'm separated from people, I must be in fear, I'm not doing anything I wanna be doing. Even in that moment, your higher self is seeing you and seeing all the perfection in that moment. Oh, look at this home. Oh, I have time. Oh, look, you know, watching with love and love and love that there is nothing wrong. People have a hard time breaking the habit of beating themselves up in this process and every process. It is just part of the human condition. Right. But you can get out of it. You can get out of it. That's what we're doing here. And that's yeah. what we're hoping to help guide people until they realize every and what you did for me, that I can access my own inner guides and have my, and trust my own guidance system. That yeah, but everyone's going to look at you and me and go, we have it easy. Right. Right. right? Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone can say that about my life. Yes. Yeah. And, and you I have it easy. Too. Yeah. But what, and why it's easy is because we've lived enough lives where this life we're closer to coming to understand who we are. That's all it is. Right. But if you're listening to this, if you have any inkling of the law of attraction, that there is another way to think, that it's just your perception of reality that can be changed. And if you have this desire to investigate this further, then you're close enough. Absolutely. All it takes is a few years of study. That's it. Yeah. Really. And so you have to understand the construct of limiting beliefs. And I, my best example of this, is talking about Bitcoin. So 
before Joshua came, I had the summer of 2013 that was three unbelievable, strong, inspire inspirations. I could not ignore them. And I've, I've had a lot of inspiring ideas that were turned out to be really big things. But in that summer, there were three. One was to start meditating. So I suggest to everyone to start meditating because that changes everything. And I did not want to do it. But I finally said, I'm going to push past the fear and do it. Two was to start doing yoga. Mm -hmm. And I did not want to do that either. And I pushed past the fear and started doing that. And I love yoga now. And third is to get interested in Bitcoin. So I started just researching it and watching videos and reading about it. And it took me about two years to understand it, right? And I was fascinated by it. It was incredible. And I'm watching people still to this day, which we're now in 2021. You know, back then I was buying Bitcoin at $350 a Bitcoin. Now it's $60,000, right? Yeah. And people didn't understand it. That it was a scam and all this stuff was going on, right? And I'm going like, if you just spent a little time researching this, you would see it. It is complicated, super complicated. But if you spend enough time, right? Now it's getting more adopted and it's easier. There's way more stuff available for it. It's way less volatile than it was. There's way more use cases. It makes much more sense. But still, only about 1% of the population understands Bitcoin. And at $60,000, it is a bargain compared to what it's going to be at some point. If you think 20 years in the future, it's going to be maybe $5 million of Bitcoin, right? Right. Your grandkids will go like, holy crap, you had a chance to buy Bitcoin back then and you didn't, right. you know? Right. They won't get it. They won't understand it because their belief system is already there, you know? Yes. So this is just this belief system that you have this fundamental belief system that you think is true, but none of your beliefs are true right. because the only belief is true is that you are love. Everything else is a limiting belief. That's right. You know? Yep. So, but that's the game is to come from this perception where you think something is true and then to give up needing that to be true and to entertain some other idea. Yeah. That's more empowering. And that takes pushing past fear for sure. So there's two ways to live in life, living in fear, which is what almost everyone is doing. I wish things were different. That's living in fear. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't, you know, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. There's a reason I can't do it. That's just living in fear. So every moment basically is fear. Regretting and resenting the past and worrying about the future and not being present. So now we go into a new kind of way of approach to life, which is pushing past fear. So fear pops up when we're inspired to do anything and we just have to push past it. And everything we want is on the other side of that fear. Yeah. And that is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Right. And very, 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 very few people do it from this effective way of doing it, which is getting into alignment, receiving inspiration and acting on the moment. Just an example of this, I was outside before this call and I was going through my text and I had gone to this big wedding with a bunch of friends and I, had, I was taking pictures of everyone. And so my, I, I saw a text from my friend, Chris, and it reminded me to send him pictures, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just did. That's what I did. The inspiration was to send him the pictures. Then he yes. texted back. He goes, looks like I could lose 10 pounds. And I texted back, you're perfect exactly as you are, right? Yep. Now that I had to push past fear to do that. It doesn't seem like fear. Right. But, but I say had to, that to your friend. To a friend, right? Yeah. Because normally guys would say, yeah, you need to get in the gym and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Right? right. It's not like this. But I had you to had, but, and in doing so, you were being your authentic self. 
And you make it easier to be authentic and be an example of authenticity and alignment for others and for him. But I wasn't doing it to achieve those end results or those outcomes. I was doing because that's the inspiration that came. And right. And that's all that's yes, of course, without any thought of what would come after or, or attachment to the outcome. Well, I did have a thought. That's the fear. That was the fear. Right. And I, so I had to push past that fear. Of course. You know, what's Chris what's he going to think about this? Right? Yeah. 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 So, okay. So this is interesting. So we're talking about, I want to keep talking about laws. So we, we are talking about laws of attraction, the laws of the universe. And it is true that what you're describing and how you've defined so incredibly, I mean, no one has done it to this degree. No one has actually been able to take it to the level of using events to discover your limiting beliefs, then processing the limiting beliefs in order to keep expanding in love. Then again, find alignment. You know, the process that you have brought to the game is leading edge of leading edge. This is, this is brand new. This is the next level. This is so exciting. Yes. But only for a few people, anyone listening has done enough. Exactly. To get here. Now, this is the tricky part because if you're listening to this, whether I think we're going to put this on my podcast as well as this. So we'll do a double feature, right? If you're listening to this, whether you found Joshua or you found Jackie or whatever it is, this is the proof that you're ready. Absolutely. But you push past enough fear. fear to get through here. No matter, yeah. no matter what the reason, even if someone you feel like, oh, someone forced me to listen to this, a friend sent this and said I had to, and I'm just, it was on when I was, it doesn't matter how it came to you. You attracted it. That sounds so convenient though, doesn't it? Right, from our perspective. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, well just the, no, but that's just how this whole system works. Yeah, but also someone doesn't have to believe. A belief is just a thought you've had habitually over time that, and that becomes a truth. So you can believe whatever you wanna believe, but you have attracted it to you. Your inner self has brought it to you to whatever degree you are receptive to it or not is up to you. Yeah. So all you have to do is say, this is interesting enough to pull at the thread of it. And it doesn't matter if you read a Joshua book or you find Abraham or you find something else, right? right? That will lead you in your perfect path. The only thing that's stopping you is these beliefs that say, that's just not how it works. Or, But the, but the, the reason you have a belief that says that's not how it works is because your belief system roots you in this reality that you can feel safe in. And yeah. that's important. Yes. Well, and you've been conditioned to do so. It's the way we've been thinking since the beginning of time. Right. You're pushing against the momentum of eons and eons. Yes. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. Exactly. But every does... time you do it. So imagine this, you get this inspiration, you do this activity, and then there's some outcome. Well, the outcome is the experience, right? Where the, the whole thing is the experience. And that experience changes your set of beliefs. Yes. Expands them, right? And if you're acting on enough inspiration, just as you said, do a few things in a row, you will really see what's happening here. And trust me, nobody's acting on even five or six inspiring ideas in a row. Right. I would say if someone did have doubt, if you just look at, let's say, you know those stories of how people met their partners or their best friend? Oh, I it was crazy. This happened. I had the idea to just take a vacation, even though I do. And then that led to me doing. If you can actually trace one of those stories back, you will see how much inspiration you acted upon 
to get from one place to the next. And you will say, well, it was a coincidence. It all lined up. There are no coincidences. Nothing is random. It did line up. That is proof of the laws of the universe. And you may start thinking, that's interesting. Then you may go to, I will have some faith, meaning I don't have proof, but I will take that leap without the net. And then you'll move to having some hope that maybe that is true. And then you move to trusting that the laws of the universe are real. And then the belief. And then in the belief, you can create consciously in the knowing, in the knowing of how it all works and having total faith and trust, you know, and belief, then you can move forward with more confidence. Right. Okay. So say someone looks at your perfect life, 2018 or 19, right? Yeah. Then you somehow found this and got interested. How has that changed your life? No part of my life is the same because I don't think the same about anything in my life. So therefore, how I approach every situation, how I speak to people in my life, how I tend to relationships, how I speak to myself, everything has changed. So even though some things may look the same from the outside, I'm still in the same house, still married, the same man. I get up in the morning and my morning looks pretty much the same. Nothing is the same. Not to mention, I created this podcast. I am recurring on a a very exciting television show. Anyone listening, The Big Leap, it's on Hulu. Just get into it. I have deeper, more authentic relationships. I find myself channeling for friends regularly. And the best part, the the piece de la resistance, (laughs) the best part is the clarity. Yeah. Because I used to fumble around in my head and now if I'm fumbling, I know I'm in the fear and I know I can't get to the solution. I know the solution is a different vibration to where I am. I know that the answer will not come to me and I'm aware of what's going on, but man, it's so quick to just, when I'm talking to someone, be able to see things so clearly and not get lost in the muck of someone's, if they're coming to me, of their fears and the, 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 the minutia, the momentum of the, of the minutia of the fears and the momentum that that has, but then to just sort of see it from that bird's eye view of what's happening. That so what is you're saying best. is you, you have this wonderful life. Yeah. And now you feel better. <laughs> is that what you're looking for? Yeah, of course. Right. That was, I took a more circuitous route. <laughs> yeah. So but essentially, ultimately... yeah, essentially it's all about how you feel. But when I wasn't feeling great for a month there, like I said, there was sort of like what I said, I sort of felt stuck in a way. I realized that I wasn't acting on inspiration. I was just solely getting into alignment, but I wasn't acting on enough inspiration. And therefore I wasn't feeling great because it never stops. Yeah. So this is an interesting thing because no matter where your life is, people feel however they feel. They can't compare that feeling to anyone else. It's only what they've ever felt before. And so what we want to do is get from a low, you know, bad feeling place to a better feeling place. Yeah. And that's all done by choosing your perception of reality and, and moving, moving towards growth. Yeah. So as you move towards growth and growth and growth, but so you, you move rapidly from one place to another place in growth, and then you got comfortable there. Exactly. I pulled over on the side of the road yeah. for a minute and that's okay. Yeah. But then I, I was on the side of the road feeling all of these new amazing things that had manifested, I'm not, I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't waking up feeling good. And I thought now I'm right back to 
the square one of having the desires. And when I had that realization about, about the inspiration, I swear just acting on two or three in that one day yeah. turned it around. It's amazing. And they can be small. They were small. I'm sure one of them was email you. <laughs> it's always email you. <laughs> that, that's what gets everyone. If it's an inspired idea, it's got to be to change the world. No, no, it could be anything. Do the dishes, right? And it can be a lightning bolt where yeah. it has an idea about changing the world. But more realistically, what you are hearing day to day are the hundreds of this. Sometimes they're a whisper. And sometimes you get inspiration and you think, please, Lord, don't be the inspiration because that means I have to do this shit. Yep. <laughs> so I, that was my next question. I was literally going to ask you is what inspired idea have you had that you're resisting that you're not doing? I mean, this next comment. I've had this inspiration to talk to you about this. And I remember I told you I had the download when I bought the health and the dreaming and I have, oh, I have fought it. And I started it by saying COVID and the next piece, the next piece, when I said that COVID came and you were all my witness to me acting on inspiration, Lord. And I, if it's a manifestation event for you, so be it. But COVID came divinely timed. So did the vaccine divinely timed. And what I've noticed is there is fear on both sides of this issue, of course. And, and that is divisive and that is okay. And everyone can have, and guess what? With 8 billion people on the planet, there are 8 billion truths. So that is okay. But what I wanted, what I was getting was, so people are either afraid of the virus or people are not afraid of the virus but are afraid of the vaccine. Or there are people who are not afraid of either, but are afraid of being a sheep to slaughter. Right. There is fear somewhere. Or they're ready to stand in their own authority with what they believe. I believe that if you are adding, well, let me say this. What I was gonna say was, we use the laws of physics and the laws of chemistry to our benefit. Here we are talking over a, a metal box and without those laws, we couldn't be doing that. We have, the gravity is real. Yes. If you can somehow become someone who really can understand that we're in the matrix and understand that it's just a belief and you levitate. But in general, most people, we just use the laws of physics for our benefit. And so I guess what's interesting is I don't think it was irrational of a fear for this virus. Having 650,000 people die in one country and the hundreds of thousands of more have life altering conditions due to the virus. I think that's a rational fear. Sure. Now, a rational fear is one where the subject of the fear could do you physical harm or death. But yes. actually, since there is no death, right? At a higher level so, by thinking, the way, it's all right. irrational. Yes, of right. course. But yes, but I so, wonder. I wonder yeah. if adding adding love is not having fear of any of it. <laughs> and this is this is just, it's just a conversation, right? Is adding love then you you would say to act in accordance with your own authentic stance? But in that authenticity, what I'm hearing is still fear. There's still fear and still a- Well, you can't really say from, from other people's- no, From others. But when but I what, from, from you. From me, from me, yeah. I, I had fear 
of the virus and I, I'm admitting it, but I, and I got the vaccine. I also, but I, but it's interesting because my relationship to politics has completely changed since doing mm-hmm. Joshua. I'm way, way, way more. Ch- I mean, I was not chill. Okay. I had no chill. I'm very chill, but I doesn't mean that I don't want to, I don't want to disengage. I like being a part of the thing. I do vote. I like participating in the, and I know, I know that on this, on your podcast that you had a conversation similarly, which is on the other side of that idea. But I like, I like that participation. And I feel though, if someone is acting out of excitement, then it is adding love and it is inspired and that is okay. Yeah. If you're supporting something and not separating yourself from the other side. Yes. Right. Not saying this is what I believe. I want everyone to believe this. That's not going to help. No, that's adding fear and it's going to create, add more fear to the reality. But if you are inspired, inspired to take action or inspired to do something because you're passionate or you're excited. Well, that's the tricky slope there because are you really inspired or do you think that the outcome is something that's so beneficial from your perspective that you're willing to take action? For instance, one of our friends was got involved with protesting for Black Lives Matter and she was admonished for not doing enough, right? And just thinking that same old white lady way of thinking. Yeah. Right. And she felt really bad in doing it, but she was, you know, she felt guilty not stepping in and stepping up. With oh, yes. Position. I could speak on this. Right. Yes. And it was a horrible, it was a manifestation event. Yes. Her, my so Joshua has been talking about this idea of neutrality. Yes. So if you can see a, a bell curve. So in the, what, you know, left and right, one side is for, one side's against, to say gun, gun control. So the, the left, is against guns and the right is for guns. And at the very bottom on the very outside are the people who are most in fear. Yeah. On the left, it's guns are gonna kill everyone and the right is they're gonna take my gun so I'm gonna buy more guns, right? And as you go up, people care less. Yes. And there's this one person right in the middle who's totally neutral. And that person's stance is, I don't care. Okay, can you go with me on this? Go yep. with me on this. Take that bell curve. Mirror it. Wrap it around your neck. Full <laughs> string. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is an insight to be our relationship. This is my favorite. There's a bell curve. Flip it. There's a mirror. Okay. Uh-huh. The bell curve now is on. T- it's on top, and it's meeting at that apex with that one person who's neutral. Right. Take everything at the bottom of the bell curve is fear, 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 and extreme on the sides, and and neutral at the top, and then the non-physical or the higher version of us is the version then that then the stance goes up and out up into the infinite love. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So yes, the neutral and then anything above is now you've crossed over into alignment, have access to guides and have inspiration and you're now moving towards love. Because, Because with a position one way or the other, you can't be open to any possibility that's not aligned with your position. I hear what you're saying. So think about the person who is most in fear of them having their guns taken away. You can talk to them all day long saying, no, that's not what they're gonna do. They just want you not to have tanks running down the street and assault rifles. He cannot hear you. 
in the utopia, we're all living harmoniously side by side, holding hands, not the same, but appreciating and loving each other for each other's unique differences. That is, that is our, that is where we're heading. We're all side by side or Which in this is puzzle piece. Neutral. Right. Right. To get there from here. Uh-huh. To get there from here. Beat the others into shape. <laughs> all I'm saying, this is my only point. This is my only point. And this is not a right or wrong thing. I'm only can speak for myself. To get there from here, there is okay. So you were talking about Black Lives Matter. I am a white woman. Now that is a it is there is privilege that comes with that. And I, I am also Jewish, but I'm not, those two things are not equal because if I'm driving my car down the street at 10 30 at night in my neighborhood, it doesn't matter that I'm Jewish. I'm a white woman in my neighborhood. And if I am, if I am a person, a BIPOC person driving through a neighborhood at 10 30 at night, it's a different game. We're talking something different. If there's a policeman sitting at the, at the stoplight. And when that went down, I had not started this work yet. And I posted something in, in a fever pitch to show support. And it was a manifestation event. And it was really brilliant. It was the hardest thing I've ever experienced. It was a very big stance. And I received so much love and, and understanding from so many people I love and so much anger from people that I love. And so I acted in fear and I received fear and it took me a long time to recover from that. I now see it as completely perfect. And wow, did it launch me? And people ask me a lot about the movement. And I always say, I, since then I've had ideas in alignment, knowing their inspirations while meditating. And I know if I act on that one way or another, I am adding love. So if I'm called to action in that moment, that's a beautiful thing. And, and I haven't had a manifestation event like that since, but I do like participating. However, and it's interesting that I'm saying this because I actually am not really participating. I'm not paying attention to anything. And, and, and I have no stance in terms of if I'm with, I'm with people I love who are on the opposite ends of that bell curve. Well, actually I'm way more toward the middle of the bell curve now than I ever was. And I have, and I've had friends say, you got to tell so much. And I'm like, no, we're going for pizza. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like I, it doesn't matter. That's their truth. But there is something about to get there from here to the utopia. There is something about if you are called in love to participate, there is a way to add love in the landscape where it's not divisive. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Right. Absolutely. And that's pure inspiration. And you can't plan that. It'll just come. It'll just come. But it the was. The idea is to, is to get yeah. yourself as neutral as possible. Yes. And then let, let it come. And understand that everyone is coming from, everyone's truth is true. Yeah. It, it, so understanding that everyone's beliefs are their beliefs. Cause you hear people saying, how do those people believe? Like how are those people are so crazy? And you also have to know that they want your agreement. Of course. Because it makes them feel safe. And they want to know that you agree with them to be on the same side. <laughs> I'm just dying right now because this is the hardest conversation I've ever had. And I have not had most of it on my podcast, not to mention potentially your podcast. And this was a conversation that I have been stressing about having with you. And right. here we are now having it in front of everybody. Right. Having it in front of it's important. 
So for me, as I was always, you know, when I was young, I was a Republican thinking that was the way to go. And then as I got more into this work, I became a liberal. And then when COVID happened and I saw that what the fear was being done on both sides, I became neutral. I said, okay, well, I can see benefits on that right side and benefits on the left side. And I can see fear on the right side and fear on the left side. And it's just everyone's exploration and I can opt out of all of it. Right. Right. It doesn't apply to me. That's true. I live in a state where no one cares about masks and I got COVID in July and I was, didn't care if I got it or not care, get it. Right. And now that I have had it, I'm protected from it. You know, uh, was it six to 13 times more than having vaccines? So the vaccine personally is not for me because I've had it. And, you know, we've had, we have events here. And so the Europeans and the Canadians can't come because they think they can't come, but of course they can come. Right. We've had Canadians come and they go, their friends are saying, you can't go to America. There's, you can't travel out of this country. And they're going, of course you can. Right. Well, you have to have a vaccine passport. No, you don't. You know, it's all this stuff that no one's thinking for themselves. So when people start, people will fall into in line with what is being told to them without, and, and they'll, they'll re, restate it to other people. You know, they'll say, this is what is true just because they thought somewhere without actually investigating themselves because there's too much fear to do so. Right. So now we're in this position where we're not listening to anyone outside of ourselves. We're for the first time ever going within and saying, what's right for me? But the only way you can do that is to let everyone else have what's right for them too. Yeah. Because this basic need humans have is for others to agree so that you can feel safe. Of course. And if you can give that part up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can do whatever you're inspired to do. And when you had that, you know, feedback on that post where you got so much love and so much hate, I'll bet you the hate was one or 2% of the love, you know? Yes, it was. But of course that stands out. Of course. I did get, I angered a couple of people very close to me, like dear friends, because everyone's in a different, and of course I did. Yeah. (laughs) And by the way, it was inspired. And we talk about inspiration and actually that's a good point to make. Not all inspiration is leading where you think. When we talk about inspiration, you think, oh, I'm going to act on inspiration. I'm going to get the life I want. That means I'm going to act on inspiration. I'm going to have a million dollars and everything's going to be perfect. I'm never going to get into an argument. No, no, no. Let's be clear. My idea was an artistic expression. It was inspired, inspired to lead me straight into the biggest manifestation event of my life. Exactly. Which is very, very good. You needed to have that manifestation event. I truly see that. And thank God, because I understand and have so much more clarity now. And at that point, which wasn't that long ago, I was at one with the fear. Right. But I guess it's just, I just wanted to say that I don't think there was an overreaction to the virus. I believe it was exactly in, in accordance with what was happening. I think that that is in some ways pejorative to say, I mean, although there's true that you can say that all fears are irrational, therefore all of it's an overreaction. Well, if you're really in fear and you get into an argument with somebody, you're really going to want to kill them. That's an (laughs) overreaction, right? But you don't do it. Yeah. You know, and if you're not much in fear, you're just a little bit in fear, you're going to want to say something back to them. Yeah. But all those are urges to control or change conditions. Yes. Right. Which can I just say, Uh urges to control the conditions will 
bring about more fear and will probably do the opposite of what you're hoping it would do, but it does add more fear. But those are also inspirations too, in a way that they may be leading you. You're not inventing any of the ideas I've learned this from you. You're attracting them. So even those urges, which are more ego-based to control, can we call those also inspirations in a way? Well, there's a definite term urge. Yeah. That's used for that. Yes, I know. It feels like inspiration. Yes. Right? But- but when you get angry and you want to punch the wall, and if you punch the wall, yes. you're not going to get anything that you want. Right. You're going to break your hand and then have to patch up the wall. And now you're not even, you've moved on to this whole other you've momentum of the craziness you don't want to deal with. Yeah. I was just talking to. But then I would still say that's a manifestation event that could lead you. I still stand by an urge is a, is a, is the perfect term for what we're talking about, but just playing with this is still a version, a version, an exp- a unique expression of an inspiration. Yeah. Now, okay, let's talk about the, the whole COVID then. Okay. So, so the urge to control the conditions were done differently by each country. Right. So this country, thanks to our 50 states and, and different ways of thinking things, and plus America is much more into freedom and personal human rights than other countries are, right? We claim to be. <laughs> well, if you look at it, we're more open with yes. discussion and with and yes. people saying, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this. The government's people. letting us have this conversation right now. So Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're in Australia, it's a different thing. You're in New Zealand, it's a different thing. Right. You're in Europe, it's a different thing. You're in Sweden, it's a different thing, right? Yeah. And so you got all these different experiments going on. And at the end of the day, everyone has their interaction with where they are. So some people literally stayed in their house and never left their house. We didn't change one thing at all. Oh, so we went to Florida. We had events. We had events here. We had breathing sessions where everyone was laying on the floor, breathing <laughs> into the air. No masks, of course, or anything like that. We go to Manhattan in July last year, have this huge you know, gathering and have this heart opening ceremony. Um, come back. We have this great uh, tap, tap room down here. Never mask any, and hundreds of people all, we, all the time, right? Bands playing everything. It's like never existed. We get COVID and you can say, oh, you got COVID. See, you weren't, you weren't doing, you weren't staying indoors. And it was two days it was over with. Right. It was nothing, right? No one else I knew got it from us. Right. But they later, months later, people got it. And, and the nice old man who owns the shop across the street here, he's like 90 something and he died of COVID. Right. And so there are these deaths that are going on. But you could have interacted with this idea any way you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then so that would be your relationship to your personal sovereignty in that area. You could do it either in fear or in love. That's your choice. Or somewhere in between. You could grasp onto all these people and, and say, you got to be different than that. You have to pay attention to this. You could be the one yelling at people who yeah, are that, are, that are never nice. works. It's only going to make you more unhappy. And then you could go into the store, put a mask on, even though you've just had COVID or just had the vaccine. And you say, this is ridiculous and not care. Right? Yeah. So you get to play it any way you do. But the overall theme was 
people were realizing that their jobs at $10 an hour aren't worth anymore. So this huge resignation, people realizing that this labor force, which we all thought was going to go away through automation is very important. Right. Right. And that there is no reason if you can work on a computer to be in an office. Right. Mm -hmm. So why would you drive an hour back and forth right. to this work? Right. And that these people who came to do stuff at your home were now highly valuable people that yes. 30 years ago, we would look down on them because they didn't have a college degree and stuff like that. You know, you can't replace certain things. So now we're seeing all this equality going through people starting a to shift. Yeah. Yeah. Shift into their own authority. Yeah. Shift into yeah. their own authority. Yeah. And that, I just and love this too. I love this too, because I do love you and I, you didn't change anything and you had retreat and I was in my house with my husband. I was pregnant and with a small child and I rode my bike around the neighborhood and I stayed in my house. But by the way, I started riding my bike. Yeah. I, I started playing tennis. I started doing things outdoors with my family. Now we take family bike rides. We never, it's an activity we would never have done. We bought, you know, so, but I was the opposite end of the spectrum. And now we've been vaccinated. I'm also not in fear because I think we're all going to get it anyway. And I just want to get it when I'm done shooting my job. So right. I can keep working. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind well, of like, it, yeah, it'll, the timing will be perfect. And I, and I trust that. And it's funny because because of this work, I'm not afraid of it at all anymore. I'm just, look, I just feel like I know the timing will be perfect. And my preference is to be able to finish out my job. Right. And be able to just get, we'll all get it after. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I also want to say the immense gratitude I have, of course, for all this work that you have brought to us in a, at a new level and degree and clarity. What you're doing is truly beyond words and is undefinable and the gift you're giving daily. And I want to say too, just as a last thing, for me specifically, where death for me was always the biggest fear since I was four years old. And I'm watching my daughter now is four years old and experiencing death for the first time. And that's when, and I started these panic attacks and truly got me on my journey of self-discovery that this work has not only changed my life, but changed my fears and changed my relationship to life. Yeah. And I no longer not only do not fear in the same way, but I am excited and I have the tools now to handle death. And by the way, if anyone does who's listening, come to me because when my daughter is getting scared, realizing saying to me, I don't, I mean, you're, this is coming from a person who used to say every night before bed, Oh, another day down. Mm. That's how intense my fear was. Oh God, wow. another day. And my daughter's saying that I don't want days to go by because I don't want to get older because I don't want to lose you. And then what about me? And now I can sit there and have the empowering belief because I believe this to be true. You don't have to anyone listening. doesn't matter, but look at her in the eye and say, Oh, honey, imagine if you could think of a place and be there in a second. Imagine if you could think of a song and hear it. Imagine if you wanted to see someone and they're right there, have a conversation you will be a superhero if you don't have your body. Imagine you have your body. You could do anything and be anywhere at any time. You have nothing to fear. I have these tools, thanks to you. That is not only just, like I said, life altering, but it's changed the, my relationship to life. And I'm so grateful. And well, on behalf of my children, thank you. Here's the next thing of that. 
Yeah. You attracted all of this. So oh, this I sure is did. all your creation. Yeah, no, I'm the shit. That's right. Yeah, I was ready. <laughs> and all of you who are listening to this attracted this. Because you're all the shit and all you ready. Right. And I'm just letting it flow, which is the easiest thing in the world. You're the best. I Like how I, easy is this conversation, right? Well, I mean, I was stressed at one moment. Thank you for being so great. Did you sweat at all? Be honest. No, of course Come not. On. I look forward to it. A little sweat? Not at all. <sighs> Never. I didn't go hard enough. <laughs> you didn't go super hard. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> it was. See, I don't have any convictions. I, I just I, have my truth, right? Until you do, though, you are instilling your human body. You are more of a blended being than anyone I've ever met in my life and anyone I've been uh, privileged to know. But there must be wires that you trip over and you say, oh, I didn't see that wire there. Little things. But we were having a conversation the other day. It's like we've come to this different idea of death and and so intellectually, we understand there is no death. And it's just this tr transition from this focus and physical to focus and non-physical. Yeah. But if a guy comes on the porch and shoots, put, points a gun at me, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you'll think, and then, and then the immediate surrender, I bet. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is okay. the time. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's yeah. a good way to end. I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is so fun. Is there anything else you want to ask me? Nope. We're good. We're okay. clear. We're complete. We're clear. <laughs> and with that, we are complete. We are complete. Okay. Was that awesome or what? That was the greatest hour. It flew by. I had the best time with Gary as always. And his insights were so unique and enlightening. And I just loved talking to him. And man, is he not an example of just alignment that you can talk to him about anything. He never gets his feathers ruffled or he never sweats it. He really is living in his truth and living in love and is such an inspiration to me. And I hope that you got the same from the conversation as well. Thank you so much for joining us as always. This is Jackie Side and sending love.